Thanks. Uh, my name is John Kiernan. I'm a compulsive overeater uh, from Los Angeles. Uh, thanks, Sarah, for being here, for asking me to be here. It's a subject I, uh, the whole idea of secular 12-step program is, is particularly um, one of my, I don't know how to say, um, it's of much importance to me because um, I work as a drug counselor. And um, one of the things I deal with with people who come through my um, treatment center is people who are sort of really anti 12 step program. And because uh, most of them have tried it already. If you're in a if you're in a treatment center, chances are you've been sort of trying to take a whack at it yourself and not had a lot of, you know, success or you. In a treatment center. So <clears throat> I, I sort of enjoy t- talking about it as best as I can in a sort of circumspect way, because the treatment center I work for is not exclusively 12 step. Uh, they have various other other uh, things out there that are programs that are out there that are available right now. There's almost oh, eight or 10 for alcohol and, um, and uh, you know, various ones. And I don't, you know, the one thing I get the most is, well, I, you know, uh, I, I don't like that God stuff. I, I can't be part of that. It's, it's not a religious program, uh, God stuff. And I, I try to talk to them a little about it. Um, it's hard because I'm not allowed to totally be uh, pure, pro 12 step. Um, but I, I also tell them, you know, I, I've been in 12 step programs, you know, um, October will be 40 years. That shows you how old I am. (laughs) Um, that, um, I told him, I said, you know, I don't know because I came in first through AA and then OA. So my first, well, (laughs) I would say my first drug, but my first drug's always been food. I took a little side trip into alcohol and drugs but my food was always my number one thing. Uh, but my first recovery came through AA. And, and so, um, what I told them is I said, geez, I, I don't know if I'd have gotten sober. Uh, if I had wanted to get sober now, whether I would have been able to, because there are different options. And I know what I would have probably done because this is certainly what I did is I came to AA and I heard God and, you know, stuff like that. And oh, no one ain't part of that. And I left. But there weren't any alternatives. And finally, you know, I was at rock bottom. I had no more ideas. I was out of ideas. And I sort of dragged myself back into the 12-step program. And and I'll talk a bit where something changed in a minute. Um, but the thing is, is that if there had been other choices for me then, chances are I would have tried AA and I wouldn't have liked it. Then I would have gone to, you know, smart recovery and that wouldn't have worked. And I'd have gone to refuge recovery and SOS and all these other ones they have. But when I got through all of them, I doubt very much that I would loop back around and try again. Because if you guys have ever gone to a a restaurant for the first time, you know, it's one you've never been to and you have a lousy meal, you tend to not ever go back to that restaurant, right? Because you go, okay, well, that's stunk. (laughs) And Luckily with me, I had no choice but to sort of drag myself back in. And then I was able to sort of see things a little differently. And, and the, the real key, and again, I've got to talk about AA a little because it was where I was able to put a lot of this um, uh, thoughts about, about God and, and things like that to bed. Um, I, was, I was not officially part of AA yet. I was auditing. And, and I remember I, I couldn't tell you what happened at the meeting. It was like a Sunday morning meeting and I'm helping put away chairs and I'm talking to a guy and I'm like, I don't know if I can really be part of this. I can't be part of a religious program. 
And he's like, look, it's, it's not a religious program. It's a spiritual program. And I went, yeah, you say that, guys. But look, and they have the steps up on the wall. Like, look, it says God, 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 God. I know him with the capital page. Come on, man. And he looked at it for a minute, and then he looked back at me, and he said, okay, leave it out. And I was like, what? <laughs> he says, leave it out. He says, right now your disease is looking for any reason to get out the door. What could be better for it than just to, to think somebody's going to give you a hard time and indoctrinate you or whatever? He said, just don't worry about it. You can live to you're 120 years old here. Nobody's ever going to tell you you have to believe anything. Nobody's ever going to tell you what to believe. They're, the one thing I would say we'd like to ask you to do is just keep an open mind. Keep them open mind. See if something, you know, you can work something out. And because he said it that way, it made all the difference in the world. Because I've heard people tell newcomers when they talk, they have expressed problems with, you know, the G word, as I like to say. When they express, they go, oh, just keep coming. You'll get it. Well, with my paranoid mind, I'd have been, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The, you know, I'm going to get indoctrinated. You know, the Scientologists are going to grab me or something like that. But because he said it that way, it allowed me to sort of put it off to the side and say, okay, don't need to worry about that right now. Maybe I can find a way to have this work. And and, and so I did. I moved forward. And um, the, the couple things I got taught at an earlier, really early is, is you know, the only thing you got to believe in, in God is that you're, you're not it, <laughs> you know, which was a really important thing for me to hear, you know, because. Uh, I think there's a part of me that thought I was the alpha and omega uh, in terms of that. I had a very high IQ, um, but in a lot of ways, I was putting myself out there as God. And yeah, you're right. I'm not in. And in a lot of ways, it, it took a lot of relief off of me in, in, into today where I'm not responsible for anybody but myself. You know, and my I'm the only thing I have to be responsible for is myself. You know, somebody, you know, cuts me off in traffic, gives me the finger. They're not getting me mad. I'm getting me mad. I need to remember I am sort of in, you know, control of my my own emotions. And the the thing I've said to people is the only thing you got to think about when it comes to higher power in 12-step programs is that you're a lower power, <laughs> you know. And I've given talks like like to people, doctors and things like that, and I said, look, you have trouble thinking of it that way. Think of the secular version of this is that that 12 step programs are a program of ego reduction. You know, it's a program of trying to realize that how much of our egos amplified all of our problems, made our problems worse, pushed us in the wrong direction a lot of time. And the idea of saying, OK, maybe I am not the alpha and omega. There is a way to think about it. Again, I didn't like you know, the G word. In fact, it, it took me probably 15 years in 12-step program to use the word God instead of higher power because, because of what it meant to me. I'll mention that in a second. But I got to the point of going, you know, God's one syllable, higher power is four. You know what? I'm just lazy, <laughs> you know? And, and, and so I started using it that way. But the thing uh, somebody said to me really early about the 12 steps, they uh, I, I got the, sort of the shortened version of the 12 steps, okay? Step one if you get it done this way by yourself, or you've done it yourself, you'd have done it by now, right? Two, you know, there's people out there in those rooms who are doing it. Three, go ask them how to do it, you know? And that was it. No, you know, having to make this, you know, uh, a problem. In fact, you know, when I talk about the third step sometimes, uh, you know, I, I talk about, again, this whole concept of turn it over never really worked for me. I couldn't grasp, well, what the hell does turn it over exactly mean? You know, I used to joke, if you turn over something twice, it's right side up again. Um, but 
the way I've, I've, I found to make this step three work is instead of thinking of turning it over, to think of it about removing the blockage of self-will. In other words, get out of the way, John. Let, just let life go, you know? And um, I, I think that made, that made a big difference in, in how I, I've handled things you know, for a long time. And again, I just had to get to the point of changing my thought pattern. You know, hey, if, if God works for you, if higher power works for you, if Jesus works for you, if Buddha works for you, you know, if Allah works for you, God bless you. That's fine. I am never going to tell you what to believe or not to believe at the same time. Don't show it down my throat. And, and for the most part, I don't find people do, at least in my area. I'm in, you know, California where there's, I've, I've had every kind of uh, person in my meetings. I've had, you know, I've had uh, atheists, I've had Catholics, I've had Jews, I've had, uh, you know, Protestants, I've had, I've had Muslims, I've had uh, Hindu, and I've had actually probably Buddhists, well, there's a lot of Buddhists probably, and uh, Sikhs. We have a few Sikhs in our, our group. And so, they've all been able to find a way to make this work for them, you know? And part of that, you know, part of what I had to look at was my prejudice, you know, and I use prejudice not in a really, you know, hyperbolic term, but just in terms of the word prejudice, meaning pre to prejudge, to prejudge what higher power meant to me, you know, because here's the problem. We all get, we all get, given, uh, for most of us anyway, you get given some kind of hand-me-down God. We get something that we, we're told by our parents, that was told by their parents, totally, and go back to my, my line, you know, my parent, my mother, my her mother, her mother, you know, back to Ireland, uh, and probably on both sides. And I just, when I came, you know, I, I used to joke about my, I called myself when I first came a recovering Catholic, because they had so much with that dogmatic religion that I just had walked away from a long time ago because of many things, politics of it and history of it and things like that. And I also just didn't see it doing anything for me the way they had it described. It was really a, here's what you do. And, you know, if you don't want to do that, then I don't, you know, you're out or whatever. What I had to look at was my belief in, in that is, is not what I believe it, they talk about in this program. Now, agreed, I, I sit there when they read some of the, you know, I'm in a big book meeting and they're reading some of these lines from, uh, you know, like we agnostics, I just sort of wince and go, oh God, I hope there's no newcomers in the room. There's just a couple of lines that really get to me. Like, he is our father, we is we heard his shoulders. I'm like, okay, that's just, like I'm getting PTSD here. But for the most part, they tried it as best as they could to, to tone it down. Let's face it, when you have, an organization that came out of a, a, a Christian organization, it it's going to take a while to sort of tease all of that away. Now, obviously, the big book was only written, you know, what, five years after, you know, the whole thing, not even five years after it started. And so there are still remnants in there that I, if, if I, if John was running the 12-step program, I would love to see some of the things excised from the book. But, hey, I'm not God. Um, what I have been able to do for myself is to, to rethink about what, when they use the word God and higher power in 12-step programs, how it works for me. There's a whole, I don't know if you ever heard this whole scientific axiom. Well, it's not an axiom. It's a question about, do we all see colors the same way? You know, and if you think about it, it you'll, we'll never know. You know, we'll never know that if I could somehow get inside your brain, 
the color that I see as red, you see as blue, in, in terms of the blue, you know. Now, you'll see this open red, right? And we could all be doing that, you know. Everybody, you know, we look at something and we see a different color. We, you know, some of us see blue, some see red, some see yellow, God knows what. But we all, in society and in general, have made the, the conclusion to take that red octagonal sign that's at the end of the block that says stop and say that color is red, right? Now, again, it may mean something totally different for everybody. Again, you may, the, if I got in your head, Stephen, I might, I might see that as a blue. I'll go, no, that's not red, that's blue. But to me, that's the, the, the analogy with the, the concept of God and higher power. It's whatever the heck you want it to be. And it has to be something that resonates with you too. That's the other thing is like, again, I've been around for 40 years and I have known and still know Catholic priests. I know a lot of rabbis, uh, uh, cantor, I know at least one cantor, a uh, Protestant minister, um, nuns, and they all ended up here. They all ended up in a 12-step program. And the thing is, is if it was simply a matter of what they called conscious contact with a higher power, they would never have had to been here, right? They'd have just, you know, their religion would have taken care of it for them. But the thing was, there wasn't a connection that worked for them to somehow get out of the way and let other things happen. And they want to call it God. They want to call it Jesus. They want to call it whatever. It's great. It's what works for them. But there needed to be some kind of a connection. And and that was one of the things I, I had a hard time doing because, again, my brain wanted to figure it out. And again, if I could have figured it out, I wouldn't have needed to come. Um, and that's that weird dichotomy of, of how you how do you find a way of, of making all this work? And for me, um, I, over the years, um, the, th the thing that's really come. Well, first of all, the, I hate the word surrender. A lot of people, you know, the, the word surrender just it has a real negative, you know, thing. And, and for good reason, it doesn't doesn't sound really good, you know, and I, and I wish they would come up with a better word because it's a very negative kind of thing. And, and I don't like that. And, you know, to, to, hey, you know, let's try something different. You know, that, that would be better for me. You know, try another option. Um, yeah, because I'll hear, you know, people, well, you haven't surrendered enough. Well, like, well how do you know? You know, um, there are other things. You know, again, if I was king of the world and could change everything, but thank God I'm not. Um, the uh, phrase character defects really bothers me. The, the phrase character defects just the word itself is very pejorative. It's saying, oh, I'm defective somehow. There's a defect. Now, I got to remember, these guys dragged this out of a Christian sense. So God knows it probably, God knows, it probably could have been sin in the beginning. And, got, you know, you can imagine them like having a constitutional convention, figuring out how they're going to get 12-step program work. They got it down to character defect. Five? Okay. Um and so character defect is as good as they can. Now, I don't like that at all. I, I prefer to think of it in one of two uh, phrases, survival mechanisms, defense mechanisms, or character liabilities. These are things that I used to do. Look, let's face it, we're not idiots. We don't do certain things that we need to stop doing now because they didn't work. They obviously worked for us at some point. And obviously they're not working. They're working against us. Again, the concept of a liability. It's no longer working for me. It's working against me. Maybe I need to change the way I do things. And, and I was able to, to see things a little differently once I started thinking in those terms. I mean, we have, you know, I'm, I'm in 
I'm in the business where we have, you know, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, DBT, dialectical behavior therapy. And it's so funny that some of these things incorporate a lot of the same things that are said in 12-step programs. They're just said differently. You know, you go, you go to uh, like smart recovery is, is a CBT based thing for, for alcohol. They'll say, let's make a list of the things over which you have control and things you don't, you know? Well, what is that? That's the serenity prayer. Now, you just think about the fact that I tell people all the time, I hate the fact that that little three very pithy clauses are called a prayer because I think it turns a lot of people off. And I tell them, look, don't go to prayer. Take the word God off the first thing. It still works. I need to have the serenity to realize, look at the things I can change. Look at the things I can't change. And it's a lifetime job of figuring out what is what. And am I, am I, you know, running it, tilting at windmills over which I can't change. And meanwhile, at the same time, I'm not doing the things that would help me. You know, like I, I said earlier, the idea of realizing um, uh, nobody makes me mad but me. Nobody, you know, does any of that. And the more I get, I can grasp the control I really have in the world is me. I had an old sponsor once who, who, who would he'd hold, grab the skin on, the, on his hand and go, here's your, here's your uh, di- difference right there, man. He goes, everything from the skin in, things you can change. Everything from the skin out, <laughs> things you can change. And, and, and I really think that is, you know, part of the key of, of getting it. Um, I also think that, you know, the, one of the things about higher power, again, uh, you know, I get into a whole discussion on this, you know, offline, but that I think there was a great need for there to be a higher power, uh, you know, to deal with things like mortality and, and how are we going to deal that? And, and, and how do I find a way that makes grief easier or, or to look at incredibly unfair and horrible things that happen in the world? I remember when I first came in and I was bugging my first sponsor, I'd be like, well, how can there be a God if there's a Holocaust? How can there be a God if there's, and I name a bunch of nasty things. And he'd look at me and go, well, if you knew that, you'd be God, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, ah, oh, hated to hear that. But in a lot of ways, it w- was true. And for me, uh, ex- you know, over in, in DBT, uh, they talk a lot about radical acceptance. Just get people who've got real anxiety problems and real depression problems and talk about acceptance. You know, so that is a key. Acceptance is what makes my life a lot easier, you know, because here's the thing about acceptance. Anything you're having to deal with and accept has already usually happened or usually already in place. And, and whatever it is, just like I make myself my mad, I'm the one who keeps carrying it. If I have somebody who really teaching me shit, they give me shit. But now I'm sitting there mulling over it and they're continuing to keep treating me shitty. And, and I realize that that's where I need to work on acceptance. Acceptance, in my opinion, is a very selfish act. And by selfish, means selfish in the good word, a definition of selfish, helping myself, meaning that um, it would really... You know, it behooves me to, to find a way to, to allow us let a lot of this go, you know. And so for me, I'll tell, when people ask me what, what my concept of a higher power is, I said, well, my concept is, is, of higher power is essentially a sentence, which is everything's happening just the way it's, it's supposed to be. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to, to, to know what it means. All I have to do is accept it. And maybe I'm totally blissfully ignorant in this, in this capacity. It, it reminds me of the... For those of you who don't know, there's a thing called Pascal's Wager, where the, the, you know Pascal and somebody else. Okay, uh, I choose to believe in God. Uh, I choose not to. Well, if I'm if I choose to believe in God and there's no God, no harm, no foul. If it's the other way around, 
or, well, I choose to believe in this, everything's happening the way it's supposed to. I could be totally delusional. I could be totally wrong, and it's, it isn't. But what's the worst thing that happened to me by having that thought? I lead a calmer life. I lead a more accepting life. I lead a life that doesn't make me want to go drink or drug or eat. That it, so that works for me, you know? And I'll just end on this is that, you know, when I first came in my first 12-step program, my, my life was constantly in an uproar. And even today, I, I deal with these the people newly sober, and it's, it's constant drama. Um, and I remember saying to somebody who had about the same amount of time, I said, I want what those people have, because there were old timers there, you know, probably had a tenth of what I have now, old timers. Um, I, I see how they deal with life. You know, I, I'm, my life is this constant storm at this, in seas, and I'm like in this little, little blow up raft that's bouncing all up and down in the seas. And I look over at these old timers, and they're like an ocean life, just going through the seas. Talk, yeah, I'll wrap it. Uh, they'll be talking about having cancer or their, you know, their child dying or any one of those things. And they, they get through it. And I'm like, wow, that I want that. Well, I've gotten to that point now. And what I do realize is that I am an ocean liner going through this really raging seas. I'm going through it and I'm doing fine. The difference is I realize now, because I only looked at it from the outside in before. Now, having seen it from the inside out, I realize I'm an ocean liner that's made of mesh. And the reason I'm not getting bounced around is not because I'm shoving my way through the waves. I'm letting the waves go through me. In other words, I'm letting life go through me. And that, to me, is, is the whole idea of a 12-step program. You don't have to call it God. You don't have to call it anything. Just find a way of allowing life to, to go through you instead of battling it. Anyway, thanks for letting me go a, couple, a minute or two over.